You could be mistaken for thinking that technology is the solution to all our work challenges and concerns. But is that the reality? That's the subject up for discussion on the latest episode of Demolition News Radio. Like many people, I've bought into the dream of technology with every ounce of my being. I'm recording this podcast using an Apple Mac computer, which is way more than I really need, as most of the time it's just a glorified typewriter. But the Mac looks really good on my desk. Beside me, I have a latest generation iPhone and a third generation iPad for much the same reason. There's an Apple Watch on my wrist that regularly tells me that I need to stand up and move about. This is completely unnecessary since I'm of an age where my constant need for cups of tea and subsequent comfort breaks means I'm constantly standing and moving. I love the idea of being able to work anywhere. Just over a year ago, I recorded a podcast from the bullet train in Japan. A few days earlier, I'd recorded another from the top of a mountain in Kobe. So when the COVID-19 lockdown began, I was just fine. I have super fast broadband, so I've got bandwidth up the wazoo. I can and regularly do keep the industry informed with words, photos and video, all of which can be done remotely. And while the lockdown meant that I was unable to visit sites, technology provided me with a live stream workaround that allowed me to keep the sector updated just as regularly as before. However, for many, the COVID-19 lockdown has revealed the shortcomings of technology and of those attempting to use it. This past week, I've been working with a good friend of mine as he was preparing to deliver some long-distance demolition training. Under what we used to call normal circumstances, that training would have been delivered in person, just as it has been for many years. But the location of the trainees meant that my friend would have been forced to endure 14 days of quarantine when he landed, and another 14 days when he came home. No problem, I assured him. Technology would come to his rescue. I've seen these bright young things running multi-million pound enterprises from a branch of Starbucks with nothing more than an Instagrammable laptop and a double decaf skinny macchiato. How hard could it be? First, we tried Zoom. After all, that remote meeting platform has become the unofficial sponsor of the coronavirus. So first, we hit a snag that the free version of Zoom allows meetings of up to 40 minutes. My friend's training was scheduled to last for several hours, but we tried it anyway. I could hear him just fine, but visually, he and his background were a vivid jade green that rendered him utterly unrecognisable. That's okay, I assured him. I've got a backup plan. So we ditched Zoom and we tried Skype instead. This time I could see him and he was no longer green. I could hear him too. But when he tried to play the video element of his training presentation, there was no sound. Keen not to show him that I was myself starting to panic at this point, I suggested a third alternative. Microsoft Teams. I've got very mixed feelings about Microsoft Teams. Visually, I think it's the best looking of the three platforms. But it's overly complicated. Not ideal when you're trying to talk somebody through it remotely. Sadly, that didn't work either. However, it did highlight two additional issues. My friend's laptop, which is just a few years old, was not really equipped to run meetings and training presentations. The Wi-Fi in his area was so poor, he'd have been better off delivering his presentation by carrier pigeon. With the scheduled date of his training presentation now fast approaching, it called for drastic measures. 
First, he rented a state-of-the-art new laptop. Secondly, he rented a room in a local serviced office with access to a faster broadband connection. And third, he bought a fully loaded version of Zoom that allows almost endless meetings. Problem solved, you'd think. You'd think wrong. On the new laptop, I could see and hear the video elements of his presentation, and he was no longer green. However, there was now a lag of somewhere between 7 and 30 seconds between him pressing a button at his end and the slides changing at mine. He lives about 150 miles from me. His trainees are about 3,000 miles away. With Zoom lagging endlessly, we tried Skype again. There was no lag. The videos played just fine, and the audio was superb. Only now, my friend was invisible. Skype just flatly refused to display his image, making an already impersonal training session even more so. With the day of the training now imminent, we spent literally hours on the phone trying to resolve issues that really shouldn't have been issues in the first place. By this time, he'd been forced to rent some office space to access broadband of sufficient speed and capacity, to rent a laptop with sufficient memory, and to buy a Zoom package with sufficient time allowance. Any money he was expecting to make from delivering this training had slowly trickled down a technology drain hole. However, late on Sunday, the evening before the morning of the training, we had resolved it all. He was going to use the rented office and the rented laptop to deliver the training via Skype. But, just to be sure, he called the recipients of the training program just to make 100% sure that it would be alright on the night, or, in this case, the morning. And wouldn't you know it, Skype refused to work properly. The only way he could deliver the training was via Zoom, using his old laptop. Our story continues after this. Is there a lesson to be learned from all this? Several, I think. Like many people, I've bought into the idea that technology is the answer to all life's problems and challenges. I love the idea of working from a coffee shop, ideally one without screaming babies that actually sells tea rather than coffee and bacon sandwiches. But the truth is that in many instances, the technology will not currently allow it. Wi-Fi in some areas is currently not fit for purpose. Platforms like Zoom are demanding on all but the very latest computers and mobile devices. And while Zoom, Skype and Microsoft Teams are lauded as the panacea to the Covid crisis, they are at best a stopgap, and a sketchy stopgap at that. I'm pleased to report that the training eventually went ahead, almost without a hitch. But after the past week, I'm now convinced that two periods of quarantine would have been a whole lot easier, assuming the technology allowed you to do so. Thanks for listening.